Hey, this is Joseph Zala and this is Grits and Grits, a weekly discussion with restaurant and beverage industry designers and professionals on all things creative. Thanks for tuning in. All right, everyone, we are here today with Kitsy Rose, who's a public relations guru based here in Atlanta, working with all kinds of restaurants and retailers and all the big names. Well, maybe not the big names, but all, <laughs> all the startups. <laughs> Say hi, and why don't you tell us about yourself? Hello. Um, well, you just gave me a good introduction. Kitsy Rose, Kitsy Rose Public Relations. I have been in the biz for, gosh, nearly two decades and on my own for one. Mm. Um, really specialize in media pitching and placement, but of, co- of course, social media has become the new platform these days mm-hmm. for getting the word out and getting your brand across so do a lot of that too yeah I think people get really confused when the word PR or the letters PR are thrown around because essentially it is public relations which would cover anything that relates to the public yeah I relate publicly pretty much every day <laughs> of my life <laughs> you know but I think what a lot of restaurants and maybe even designers or advertising people think is that PR is who you go to to get press and they they sometimes don't really think oh, like this person knows how to interpret the brand's voice across many channels, whether it's, yes, impress publicity, but also events and social and like you said, and stuff like that. I think that's where you're really good. I work with Kitsy a lot. Um, I actually refer her um, along with one other person, but I like <laughs> to give a couple options. But um, So Thank we work together on Urban Tree. We work together on Bond Glaze and a few other. There's a new beer brand that we can't say much about, but it's going to be great. Um and I think one of the reasons why I wanted to bring her on the show this month is because we've been talking about design and social media, how it's converged, how it's changed the game for restaurant marketing as well as creative marketing. And I know one thing that I always noticed is that when it comes to restaurant marketing, it seems everyone falls into this like holiday hopping and food porn posts mm-hmm. on specifically Instagram, but also on the other ones like, you know, I always make the joke like, oh, it's French fry day. <laughs> I have French fries come to my restaurant. How do you start to break clients from that thinking? Um, that's a good question, but before I answer yeah. it, I just wanted you to know that today is National Apple, Apple Cider Day. Oh, there it is, Apple Cider Day. <laughs> I yeah, have but, Apple Cider. Um, there is a food holiday for every day of the week, and there's a food month, but I think it's important, a picture tells a thousand words. We've heard that forever, and it's, a, it's such a cliche, but it's so true. So I think when it comes to social media, you really need to have strong pictures and and know who what your brand is and that will evolve as, you know, you you open your doors and you have clients come in and mm-hmm. clients start tagging you, but I think it's pretty important to stay you can't be the voice to everybody. You got to really focus on what your good Strength strengths is. are. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that might be like one of the hardest things because a lot of restaurant owners and beverage brands you know, we're, we're dealing with it now. Like, it's like, oh, I make donuts. It's like, well, dude, everyone makes donuts. Like, so many people make donuts. Like, what makes your donuts and your brand different? And I think social media is where you can start to tell that story, I think, better. But everyone seems to not do so, so good a job of that. Yeah, and it's so exciting. I mean, you bring up donuts, so I have to jump into Bon Glaze, and I, they do an excellent job because they do make donuts, but mm-hmm. they do make the best donuts and They're the most really gorgeous donuts too pretty donuts is what they should be called yeah pretty donuts they're almost too pretty to eat um (laughs) but i think it's really fun to have seen that brand 
evolve and unfold the last, it's almost been a year, mm -hmm. because people are going in and tagging and taking really great mm -hmm. photos. Um, and then for the, the client, the brand, to reuse those photos, yeah. um, I think that's a really cool piece of the puzzle, too. I think it's real. It makes it a little more real and approachable as well. I think Taco Bell jumped onto that because on their new website, the photos that they took, I'm sure they were staged, but... So good. They're though. real. They're so good. They're real. <laughs> and I think a lot of people like to spend so much time thinking about how to um, rig a photo to look perfect, when I think we all realize that that's not what a hamburger really looks like. Yeah. And um, I don't think we want to be sold that story anymore. And Instagram seems to be a fantastic medium for telling that visual story. But again, like how do you... How do you step away from the food porn? Because it gets a lot of engagement, but like you also have to guide that you're more than a hamburger. Yeah, I mean, you also are your brick-and-mortar building. So mm -hmm. you might have some really awesome glasses or a cool bar or a hot bartender. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> good flowers that week. I just, you need to show off the um, all of the components of the space. Yeah. Um, it makes sense. You know, I think that's where people start to get like run a little bit dry um, when it comes to marketing and posting stuff on Instagram. Um, Michael's in here interrupting this complete <laughs> podcast. Say hi, Michael. Hi. I'm just getting my headphones. Just getting right. the headphones. So my last sentence did kind of trail off. It was lost. Yeah, we were so confused. <laughs> Sorry. You'll hear Michael in one of the upcoming months on Team Talk, and I'm going to bust his chops on it. I'm going to bust in. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, so it's more than the food porn, but I do. It's also about the timing and when you post the quote-unquote hashtag food porn, mm -hmm. um, because you get more traction at certain times of the day. And it's, I find that when I post really early in the morning, mm -hmm. um, between six, really like six a.m. and six forty-five, mm -hmm. great numbers. And then in the evening, any time between nine forty-five and eleven. Sometimes yeah. around lunchtime, because let's face it, if we're um, in line or at a red light looking, or yeah. getting food, yeah, we're just um, buzzing through things. So knowing about timing um, is key, too. It's funny, because those times would almost seem antithetical to what people would initially think. Because like, you're like, oh, okay, I want to post in the morning before people are reading their emails. And I, I found this out by accident. I posted a post I was supposed to have that day from Grids and Grids, but I didn't get to it till like 9.30. And my engagement rate at like 9.30 at night was so much higher yeah. than any other post that I ever had. Yeah. I didn't do anything different. I didn't pay for it or yeah. anything. It's just 9.30 at night seems to be the time to hit them. That's my routine. I it's get crazy. in my bed when I get home from an event. I walk my dogs, do my stuff, and I get on social then media. Food porn, food porn, yeah. food porn. And that's the first thing I do when I wake up when I'm hitting that snooze button yeah. before I have to put my feet on the floor and take the dogs out. It's, uh, it's Instagram. So I think that yeah. tells the whole reason why it's high right there i don't think we're well i don't think i'm alone in my routine <laughs> no you're not i can say mrs does that too yeah. now that i think about it yeah. yeah like what are you doing what's happening in the internet world tell me about it so why don't you look on your phone and like, i i do you're and, looking on yours <laughs> <laughs> oh there are so many i mean we see it in the restaurants all the time yeah. i'm like uh do they like each other have anything right? to talk about but we're all guilty of it well we've talked about that here in the office too when we do like retail design like um we do a lot of design work for reebok and their retail windows and so for the longest time it was you know a uh, line of sight was straight ahead so like your most important stuff you wanted to put line of sight but I think the argument's being built that line of sight is no longer straight ahead. It's actually 
at a downward angle because of the phone. Yeah. Which is really interesting. So now do we put our messages like down below so when you look away from your phone briefly, you're going to see what we want you to see? And how does that alter things? That's smart. And I think it's amazing, too, that we all don't have kinks in our necks yeah. all the time. And that we can actually <laughs> hold our head up. Yeah. <laughs> I think if we evolve, we're going to evolve right back to Cro-Magnon, uh, just hunched <laughs> over and gnarled. Um, I do find, um, out of all the... I'm, I'm just getting into the Snapchat. Ooh. The Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Um, That's how you know you're in tune. When you, when you put the in front of it. Yeah. I, made I don't the look Snapchat at the Facebook <laughs> as much as I used to. I, I still do, but yeah. I really am an Instagram believer um, mm-hmm. and addict, actually. If Have you been doing any with uh, Instagram Live? Instagram Live, no. A little bit with Facebook Live. Or what is it? Is it called Live? Maybe I'm wrong. Stories. I think they call it stories. I, I'm not going like to correct you in front of all these people. So <laughs> please, all ten people. Um, no, but I haven't. I haven't. I haven't done that. And Snapchat, yeah. honestly, I'm only as good as the filter. So I need to. Right. I need to grow <laughs> there a little bit more. Well, what's funny is we've done. We we've come up with ideas for Snapchat. We've done some cool things with Snapchat um, for a couple of our clients. And yet, to me, I'm like, I just still don't do it. I still don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Maybe I don't have anything to snap. I don't know. Yeah. Like that's okay. But the videos on there are so great. All the yeah. all the blog all my blogger friends that I follow, I'm like wow, and yeah. I, they'll come to an event and I'll say um I thought you were gonna do something like we just Snapchatted. I was like oh but it's it's gone. You just need to be yeah. so quick to <laughs> to think and look and that's just how everybody is really moving and telling stories now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think the videos on there are really cool and something that. You, brand should utilize them mm-hmm. a whole lot more. What's um, what's interesting to me is I, I recently read a book uh, called Super Sad True Love Story by Gary Steingart, and, um, <laughs> which is, is it sounds completely obtuse. The the story I think is great. Gary's a great writer, and um, but it's a not too distant future where people have devices that are just all around their neck at all the times and you like can see your viability or you can um you can judge people based on their credit score that just displays on their devices is that like a mood ring <laughs> yeah i think so and and like it'll like there, there's sensors all over the city and it's, it's based in new york city and um but like it's also how you date so like if you go on a first date and you see that someone has like a, a 520 you're kind of like oh what am i i'm like really trashing it out tonight <laughs> and uh they but the device also will do like live casting of that person's and there's followers and so it's a very attainable future and the more we progress in the social world the more i'm like holy shit gary like nailed it like this is happening <laughs> yeah. like because you know how, how far credit scores really do take you now it's like almost like if you're on a first date and you find like again you find out someone has a really low credit score you're kind of like Ooh. <laughs> like what a deadbeat um so it's actually funny but um, <laughs> wow sorry if anyone they out there has had a, a bad year <laughs> just had a rough year and they're a small business owner um, <laughs> i think we all can uh feel that one you should be laughing in your car right now if you own your own business because i think we all have those uh pains um i'm going to collect a check after this <laughs> can you collect some for me man yeah. oh my goodness my favorite part <clears throat> is the billing process. knock on the front door yeah. literally kick it in um so I think one of the gripes that I usually, one of the reasons why I refer you and I refer Melissa Libby, I'm going to, we'll say her name. I love her. She's awesome. Is because out of all the people that I've worked with here in Atlanta, at least, you're the only two that really follow through. And concurrently, you're the only two that follow through with a real thought towards the brand that we've helped build. And so like, 
it's not just a, a fun, happy fun time event lady who just likes to party. It's, no, I realize that there is a time and a place for this brand. I understand who that brand is, and now I can see how they interact with the media and with um, other touch points that we want to put them in. It's not just gung-ho, do whatever the hell I want for this brand kind of thing. Um, it seems like a lot of pure people are like that, though, where it's like, screw the brand, I'm going to do what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, not every PR person probably has somebody as awesome as you bringing uh. them such great brands. <laughs> and if you guys really knew everything that went behind the brand, it, it is a process, mm-hmm. as I'm learning with the unyet named beer company that the we're beer working that shan't on. Be named. But it's really cool. <laughs> so um, I think you bring me, I think you know my personality and you bring me the business that... I am going to be able to, you know, breathe every day because mm-hmm. I see, I feel that I'm an extension to to my clients and part of the family, and I try and treat every um, account like they're my only account, mm-hmm. um, even though there's a lot of juggling going on on the <laughs> sidelines. But, um, I, yeah, so you're you're bringing me great stuff, so it makes it more exciting, and I, I know the backstory and your vision, so I feel like I always turn to you before you know, I don't want to just pick a color palette without running it by you. Why would right. I want to? You know, you don't want to derail the beautiful branding process that's already in place. So, yeah, I think a lot of PR people don't really see their role as an extension of the brand. And I think you know, while while we're talking about, it, I don't think architects really quite get it, and I really don't think sign people get it either, especially sign people. <laughs> I've had sign people just like not even take our files they just made their own yeah. and i'm like what are you doing like, yeah. we actually gave you ex- anyway yeah i won't go in breathe <laughs> no, deep let's breathe skip deep. the architect part um and we'll skip the architect part too but <laughs> i mean over the years i've worked with so many and i see it's yeah. a commonality where it's like they have their own ideas and their own vision and they may pay lip service to the brand process or what you've done so far but then it gets into i'm sorry it's decoration if there's no purpose behind it it's decoration yeah, well, I think we are all kind of artists in the mm-hmm. business, too. So it's, you know, it's high. Yeah. You just have to find the right team players. Um, you let me do most of the writing because mm-hmm. um, I think I'm a, I'm a master of words, if you will. <laughs> Is that a thing? Mistress. I guess I would be mistress a mistress of words. words. Sorry. <laughs> um, mistress of the metaphor. Mistress of the metaphor, yes. But... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, artist is such a scary word for me because I think maybe it was one of my my instructors had said it a long time ago, way long, many moons ago, um, when I was in college. <laughs> that was just last year. Yeah, it's last year. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just got my night degree. Um, <laughs> but he said he's like, you know, if you want to be an artist and you're in this program, you're in the wrong program. You know, go go to Parsons or go somewhere, get a fine arts degree, do that if you want to be an artist. Like, this is an applied art. It's commercial. Yeah. There is a business process to this. There is um, implications that can make or break another business with what we do. Yeah. I think a lot of people forget that, and it becomes their art, and they don't pay respect to the fact that, well, someone's paying you to produce something that aligns with a long-term strategy. And if you forget that strategy, you're doing more harm than good. Yeah, well, and there's there is a true talent in sitting down with the client, future client, and getting their story mm-hmm. from them, and then turning their story into their vision. Right. Um, and I know every time I go to write a bio or a, a press release announcing something for the first time, um, I always get really nervous to send it to the <laughs> client because I'm like, okay, I'm like taking your livelihood and Mm -hmm. putting it into the words that I think are appropriate and the right sales pitch, if you will, 
um, for it. Um, so I'm always hesitant to hit the send button, but so yeah. happy when they're like, this was perfect, you nailed it. And mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm like, no, really, please, if there's any, I'm very open to feedback and, you know, yeah. whatever. But, um, yeah, so I do think that is a talent to, um, it's not about you, it's about them. And just right. being able to listen um, and follow through on their vision. Yeah, active listening, too. Like, here in, in listening between <laughs> the lines, almost. Yeah, so I shouldn't be thinking about what you're going to be asking me next in my answer as we're talking. Okay, I was trying to be a really active, engaged listener. (laughs) No, no, it's good. It's funny you mentioned about like you know hitting that send button, this sort of deep breath that happens, and you're holding it. We have um, a client right now that we love working with. Um, Not not you, but another client of ours. Oh, thanks. And they're just the nicest people. Like, but so nice to where we'll present stuff and it's just silence. Yeah. And they're like, okay. I'm like, okay, so we'll send you the deck and you can let us know your feedback. But we're always like we're always waiting, I guess, for that um that note of good job, like that pat on the back, and it doesn't come not because they don't like it. It's just they probably did like it and they felt no reason to comment. You know, so we're just kinda of sitting there like, uh yeah. like the the breath gets held like way too long. Um I remember one of the <laughs> clients that we share right now, I won't mention names. Okay. But he told me he did fire somebody for writing and I was like Oh, <laughs> and then so every time I sent him something, I was like, uh, "Why aren't Why aren't you getting back to me?" He's like, "Oh, I haven't even looked at it yet." But you're like, "Ugh." I've received high praise, so I feel good. I have yes. confidence in that. Well, it's funny. I, I think the way we met was through a, a mutual client before we knew each other, and uh, I mean, I don't know. He didn't pay me. I'll tell you that. Still owes me money. Oh, I ran into the I other got day. paid, <laughs> <laughs> but I, my bills might have been a little cheaper because my. My design yeah. wasn't involved. Well, yeah, we got... That was a nightmare project, actually. Yeah. I mean, and I know last month was nightmares, or and this is not, but, <laughs> you know, we got brought into the project. The logo and the identity had already been designed, so we kind of had to pick up the torch. And then he didn't want to do any, like, marketing. He had no budget for marketing, and I felt like he was not happy but happy with everyone that he had on board, but he liked, he liked to meddle with everything. <laughs> and uh, it was just so frustrating. I'm, I'm glad it was over because it was terrible. And um, I ran into him the other day. You would have thought he would have bought me lunch, at least. <laughs> no. But no, he did not. Were you at his restaurant? <laughs> I was at his restaurant. Oh. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, this ramen ain't going to pay for itself. <laughs> anyway, it was, uh, it was a, a good lesson learned, and I think uh, we talked about that last month, so I won't get too far into it. But back to social <laughs> and design. Um, you know, I, th- I think that's definitely one of the areas where restaurants fall short, too, is there is a certain amount of design that can be done on social media that should be done on social media, but it's not, and I, I think my thoughts are they may find it too expensive and not really worth it, like on a medium like Instagram, because you don't see the value of having something designed for that platform. For instance, I see a lot of restaurants that'll post the flyer design of mm-hmm. their event, mm-hmm. but the problem is it's like so damn small you can't read anything, yeah. or it's cut off so you can't read all of it. Yeah. And it's like, well, if you just would have taken the time to put that into a square format, it would have been perfect for Instagram. You know, it's funny. I I never post invitations on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I feel like Instagram really needs to be about pictures. And I don't post quotes. And right. I will unfollow somebody who does that <laughs> all the time. And I probably love them. But I'm like, um, mm-hmm. no. I, I don't even know. Where, where is that quote site that you go and you get all those ones with the little cartoon characters? Oh, don't right, don't right, tell right, me because like I might get addicted and start posting stuff. them and I'll have to eat, <laughs> and then, eat, my, eat this and podcast. All the listeners, yeah. All the, they'll be like, <laughs> I thought you didn't like those quotes. <laughs> no, but um, 
I just am a big believer in the pictures, and you mm-hmm. you can get the branding in there and the architectural elements in there. Like I said, you might have beautiful glassware, or unique barware, or um, mm-hmm. I know I'm working with a location that just rebrand, re actually birthed themselves, if you will, because mm-hmm. it was one of my favorite spots back in my. Oh wow. Younger days, um, Foxtrot Liquor Bar, and they just really, every attention is in all the glasses. They have oh, wow. super cool glasses for almost every Is it every custom, or do they just, like, find No, they're, unique. like, the older, almost, some of them are, like, the Marie Antoinette champagne glasses, mm. but with um, etched detail, and nice. they're just really a true creative cocktail establishment, and they pride themselves mm. from, you know, the fresh juices to the presentation. I really need a drink right now. Me too. <laughs> I, um, Why aren't we drinking while we're talking? It's, it we is Friday. Be. We should be. It is Friday. And if I sound a little bit mush mouth, it's because we just had our company Friendsgiving. And so I am like on the aftermath of tryptophan. Um, Kitsy's on the aftermath of a uh, tanning session. Thankfully, so. <laughs> this is not smell-o-vision. Yeah, it's not smell-o-vision, it's, and it's not uh, video, because I think we both, I mean, I definitely feel like a train wreck right now. Oh, we're going like, to take a picture and put it nap. up. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> this is the tan us all be all winner. <laughs> I had to spray tan people. I have a very big fundraiser tomorrow night. i got to look the part. Yep, and studies have shown that spray tan sells. It does, it does. especially true. when it's it's the dress is a little short. Much <laughs> <Uh-oh>. better. <laughs> <laughs> a thorough spray tan. <laughs> um, so I think the last thing you had brought up hashtagging early on, and I should have brought this up then, but there is an ongoing debate between a lot of people in this office and our clients. In your your feeling or your strategy, what, how many hashtags do you think should go on Instagram per post? Um, you know, until I saw that was a question that you are going to ask me today, yeah. I almost Googled it because I don't yeah. know. Uh, but I, I I don't know. I tend to use consistent ones sure. for my brand. And if I'm representing a client brand, mm-hmm. um, I also, my dogs have a page. <laughs> Can I pimp them out? Coco and Cosmo. I like it. Coco they and Cosmo. They should be followed on Instagram. Is it at Coco with C's? Yes. Like Coco Chanel, C-O-C-O-A-N-D, Cosmo, co- like short for Cosmopolitan, my yeah. one of my favorite cocktails. Um, and on theirs, I always do the chihuahua, you know, chihuahua and rescues right. and fur babies and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm a little different on my brand page, but, um, <laughs> but there, are, uh, I, I also do follow and Insta good and photo of the day because those mm-hmm. are top searches. And I think that's a great way to grow your page or brand organically. I don't pay for followers. Um, I would have a lot more if right. I did, but and I've been tempted, but it's just not something I want to do. I pride myself that I just get people to <laughs> follow me organic. and they stay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's about yeah. quality, not quantity. So yeah. I found that, at least with the Grits and Grid stuff, like anywhere from 11 to 14 hashtags and a mix of common ones, like you said, that are yeah. used often, ones that are usually literal, um, and then maybe more obtuse ones that don't have high numbers. So... For instance, restaurant branding doesn't have as many numbers as branding, but I use them both because mm-hmm. you're going to get two different kinds of people, two different kinds of searches, and then um, I'm all for boosting posts when you can. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, and it's back to the hashtags. I think you need to put your voice in there. So mm-hmm. if it's going to take you forever to put up an Instagram post, you're probably overthinking right. your hashtags. They should be natural voice brand things yeah. that come to you um, with some of the ones that we talked about. Not too about. generically, not like paper. No. No, <laughs> no. But I know if I do a... like thirty, and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? I'll break down a dish every now and then if it's yeah. like, if you know, it's a a pot, pasta or a, a 
bad examples. Well, right and, now. And Cider, cidery. Yeah, yeah, cider, cidery. Like we found, you know, pluralizations actually do matter when yeah. it comes to hashtagging. Um, our work with uh, Cuddy Sark and Famous Grouse kind of showed that. Um, but I think if it's like a, a chef-driven or chef-built dish, it makes sense to have like asparagus, white asparagus, uh, you know, sautéed stuff like that that really like lists out the dish. Hashtag I, National say, Apple Cider Day. Hashtag National Apple, Sorry apple Cider Day. Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was I was not being an active and listener. And you didn't bring you didn't bring any apple cider. I actually did no go to kickboxing cider. next to Bongles this morning. Yeah. And totally meant to bring you their apple cider donuts because mm, they're, they're so only good. available for about another week. I know they're so good. Well, I broke in my <laughs> my new oven and stove last night. Yeah. And uh, I'll have to give you some before you leave. And I made a uh, apple blueberry crisp. That sounds using amazing. Honeycrisp apples. Yum. And it's pretty pretty phenomenal. One of the other reasons why I'm nearly in a coma right now is <laughs> I had like three helpings and I probably shouldn't have I even had one. Um, I would have skipped yeah. Jimmy John's for the Friendsgiving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ugh. So good. Mm. I might have another helping when this is over. Anyway, okay. Where do people find you online? What's your website? And we, we already know about Coco and Cosmo. <laughs> Coco and definitely Cosmo. Definitely go at Coco and Cosmo. Rescued Chihuahuas, people. And they're <laughs> they're not the bitey, naggy ones. They're the licky, sweet ones. The ones that, like, promote Mexican fast food drinks. <laughs> some, you know, some, and they were drinking dog Perignon the other day. That's funny. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> somebody sent me this new product. And actually, there's, don't worry, no alcohol in it. It's like bacon-infused water and stuff. It was kind of fun to take a picture of but um until you go home thinking that it's actually champagne and you drink it and you're like i don't like it yeah, yeah no a little too uh, salty for me but um so kitsy rose pr on instagram at kitsy rose and then i'm also just at kitsy rose at kitsy rose and okay. we are very different people my pr person is still me but she's yeah. a little different <laughs> than the just me me just the you which is supposed to be once yeah. a month and and my website is being reworked right now. I'm trying to work on my own brand. It's really hard to work on yourself it when really you're working, is. when you're voicing so many other brands. I think a lot of people that listen to this kind of know what that's like, designing for yourself, yeah. creating. I mean, it's just, it may be one of the toughest things to do. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Cool. Check her out. Uh, let us know what you think of the podcast, and we will talk about it.